0: The true mirror of your destiny is not the physical mirror. It is the word of God. That is who you are.
1: Ah, the Lord mighty and stronger. The Lord mighty in battle. Celebrate him this morning. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. He is the reason we are gathered here. Let him feel your presence. Let him feel your presence. Let him feel your presence. Ah, Jesus, we are grateful. We are grateful. May we never be familiar with your presence. We are grateful. We thank you this morning. Uh, This year, we are your project in progress. And when you are done with us, when you are done with us, all praise will be given unto your name. We bless you. We are grateful. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we kindly have our seats in the presence of God? It's time for testimony. This is the first testimony in 2022. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Him for consistently blessing this ministry with testimonies, mind blowing testimonies. This year there will be so many testimonies. Last year we increased. This year will increase extremely, amen. I just want you to know this, that as we are waiting on our testimonies, let's play our part, amen. This year, every word that God is going to give our Father is is our prophecy, amen. This year we are not going to wait to be called. We are taking every word by force, amen. We are grabbing it. Our father said, anything he keeps saying becomes a law in the spirit. And we are not going to just watch. Every word that comes out of his mouth is my prophecy. Oh, tell your neighbor this year. Every word that comes out of our father's mouth is my prophecy. Thank you, Jesus. Without much I do, I invite our brother, Nana Yao. With a clap of endless let's receive him.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you so much. Mommy, God bless.
1: Please forgive me. Please, please, let's honor the anointed. Let's honor the anointed. Let's honor the anointed and the anointed man of God. Let's honor them. Let's honor them. For in this ministry, we know it's not man that always blesses us with testimony. Celebrate the anointed. Celebrate the anointed. Celebrate the anointed one of God. Daddy, I thank you for this opportunity. Lady, counselor, and Mommy, I thank you for this opportunity. I do not take it lightly at all. Thank you. But This morning, whereas God, through our Father, and this ministry done for you.
2: Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm here to give a testimony to the church. Okay. Um, it all started after 31st night. Okay. I went to Kumasi um, during the Christmas. But I came back because of the 31st night. I didn't want to miss it. Okay. So, um, first day, second day, I was in Accra when um, that, that week that papa left for Nigeria. Yeah. So um, I received a call. I was in the office and uh, my brother's wife called. Okay. I thought it was a normal checkup. She would call. How are you? And stuff. But when she called she was crying. I said, mm-hmm. ah, what's happening? He said, your boy is sick. And he's saying he will die. I said, ah, mm-hmm. what is happening? He said, at dawn, around 4.30, the son came knocking mm-hmm. at the mother's door that his heart, he wants to die. He said, ah, 12 years boy, 11 years, 12 years boy, how can you be saying these words? Yes. So the, the mom started crying. I said, ah, okay, no problem. Let it be. Um, okay, Papa is not around. So don't worry. I'll, I'll find a way. So I picked the phone. I said, okay, then let me call Papa. So I heard a voice saying, Papa is in Nigeria. Why are you calling him at this time? I said, okay, okay. even if I call and he will not answer, then let me send a test. Maybe okay. when he's free, you pray for my son. Okay. So when I was in the office, I and then God being so good, I was able to get the communion.
1: Communion. Yeah. So
2: when I left for the Christmas, I left one communion with them. I you said, left okay,
1: one communion yeah, with them. Yes. Okay.
2: So I told them that they should keep it and pray over it. Okay. And then when they need be they use it. Okay. So um he called she called in the afternoon that um the they have taken the boy to children's hospital in Kumasi. Okay. Said okay, God will do it. She shouldn't worry, she just use the communion, pray over it and give it to the boy. Okay. He'll be fine. So, later in the day, I wanted to find out how far the situation is. So, I called her again. He said, they are giving a referral to Konfanochi. I said, hey, Konfanochi again. Wow. So, I I said, okay, fine. They should go. So, when they went to Konfanochi, the doctor told them this in two folds. Okay. Either they will use the drugs that the doctor will prescribe. Okay. Or they will do a surgery.
1: On the boy's hands. Yes.
2: Hmm. And everything scattered because already I have so much on me and these surgery too. Hmm. So I said, okay, don't worry. I've sent Papa message, so don't worry. So they, they prayed over the communion and used it. Okay, the following day, Papa sent a message. Okay. That... Just a simple one, you know. Already, know. Oh. I command his deliverance now in Jesus' name, just that
1: was, like that. that, was just that. Simple. As simple as so. that, it works like something,
2: just, just simple as like that. So, mm. I saw the message, hey, Papa, again, simple message, no, no long things. <laughs> so, I, I. I called my sister. So Papa has. So I forwarded the message. So Papa has prayed for him. So you'll be okay. The mom started crying. That once they are going to confirm, she definitely said. I said that okay. oh, you don't know what is in the communion and the prayer of Papa.
1: Mm, you don't know what yes. is in the they communion.
2: Yes. So for I me, mean, I was I was calm. I was in the office working. I was calm. I called the following day and find oh, what she said was. The doctor said the boy is fine.
1: The boy is fine.
2: And the most, the most interesting aspect was that because the boy was suffering from the heart, mm-hmm. he couldn't sleep. Mm. And anytime the guys, the boy started crying, the mom too started crying. Mm. But the mom told me, because I was in Accra and they were there over. So the mom told me that after ministering the communion, so the, boy. the boy slept.
1: He just <laughs> slept yeah. off. Yes. Doctor came and said the boy was fine. Somebody celebrate Jesus. A heart Wait
0: surgery. Till. Is the surgery coming on? No. Surgery cancel. Medication cancel. Boy fine. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Listen. I command the delivery of the boy. The deliverance of the boy. That's the end. But I love what he said. He said that Oh, Papa, it can be short. But there is something in the shortness.
1: Something in the
0: shortness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Can we pray here? Strange attacks on children. Heart conditions, liver conditions, kidney conditions, lung conditions. We command it to die in the name of Jesus. As this boy has been supernaturally healed. Through the administration of the communion and the word of prayer, we send forth the same power over every condition in this place. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you for restoration. We give you the glory for this boy's life. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a shout and a clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. How old is the boy?
2: 11 years
0: to 12 years. years, He is permanently healed. (laughs) In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Slap your hands for Jesus and celebrate Jesus. A very quick one.
2: The second one was just um, Friday. Friday, yes.
1: anointing service.
2: service. Please don't joke with the oil that I started manifesting.
1: Mm.
2: I, I came with a colleague from the office. She's at the back there. And
1: colleague, when... please can we see you? Can you give us a wave? uh uh-huh, She's coming. Somebody celebrate Jesus. <laughs>
2: I was with her on Friday. She even gave me a call early in the afternoon, around mm. 2, 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. that she would be coming to church. She said, okay. Already, she wasn't coming. She was on assignment. Okay. So she just joined on Friday. So when we, we were coming, she was driving, but she never complained of her shoulder hurting her. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we came... We, we, we were fortunate to get the um, anointing oil. Okay. So after Papa ministering, she anointed the forehead and she anointed the shoulder too. And within 10 seconds,
1: within 10 seconds, place,
2: Okay. the pain that was troubling her instantly, mm. within 10 seconds.
1: For how long was the pain there? For how long? Praise the Lord.
2: Hallelujah. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
3: He's saying it, but that's, that's exactly what happened. Okay. So on the way to church, okay. um, I just felt a shoulder ache. And so when we came for the anointing service, mm. I anointed my forehead. Mm. And then I smeared the remaining oil on my shoulder. Okay. It took about 10 seconds to realize the pain wasn't there anymore. The it wasn't there anymore.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: I think I have a series of testimonies. Can I be quick on it? I have to say it. Um, when um, the pastor mounted the pulpit, he okay. said, pray for liberation. You might not know who needs it. Okay. And then we all did. Yesterday I was at home and then a friend in Kintampo called. And then he said he lost his mom on Tuesday. Suddenly, he was just at work and then he got a phone call telling him that the mom had been rushed to the hospital. Okay. When he got there, he saw the brothers coming out of the morgue. And then he asked, it's like we just left our mom in the morgue. Mm. So he called to tell me about it. And then I was like, this thing just can happen. And yesterday he phoned to tell me he got back from his mom's place to his house Mm. to find his house on fire. Mm. So the surrounding around the house, everything was on fire. Mm. And I I just want to thank God that... I don't know what he did, but he did it regardless. Mm. He stopped that fire and then he saved the house. So I just want to say thank you to Jesus.
1: uh, Everything in the area got burnt.
0: Everything in the area got burnt except his house. Somebody give Jesus some praise. I said give Jesus some praise. Let your praise be louder. Let your clap be louder. May the Lord bring sharp deliverance to us. I said, may the Lord bring sharp deliverance to us. In the name of Jesus. And is the pain gone forever? It is. You can't feel it again. It's gone forever. Celebrate Jesus wherever you are. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Please sit back. I told you last week that before I preach every Sunday, we will play back what was preached the previous Sunday. So you refresh your heart to receive a new message. Amen. Um, We have been used to just going to church to hear the word of God. Then in just seven days after, we we forget what we heard. And then we come for another one. It can't build you up. It can't grow you. You must always keep what you have received. Then you add up and top up to it. Hallelujah. So please sit back. Relax. Tell somebody sit back. Relax. And hear what was preached to you last week. Then revise and refresh your heart for a new message. Amen. Are you blessed already? You to connect to it right now. God bless you. characteristics of God something characterized God that was the aspect of him he showed to us there is only one thing we saw God do, he began to speak so the moment he told man I am making you like my likeness and my image, then there is one thing we already know about him we must have the ability to speak we must have the ability to speak, he began to speak until everything was being formed in place all other creations can make noise, but only man can speak a language. Lions can make noise, but they're wrong. There is no words implanted in their noise. But a man can put words together for something to happen. That is your special ability that is in the likeness of God. God works everything by the ability that he has to speak. Your God nature is revealed by what you speak. And God saw chaos and decided to speak opposite of that chaos. Have you seen he saw darkness, he spoke light. He saw emptiness, he spoke plans into being. That means we don't speak what we see, we speak what we want to see. The fact that there is darkness doesn't mean I should speak darkness. I should speak something that will counter the darkness. The fact that the family is going through turbulence does not mean this mouth must speak it. The fact that the marriage, your husband or your wife said, I am divorcing you, does not mean this mouth must say it. The fact that you check your bank account's balance and there is nothing in it doesn't mean this mouth must say it. Anywhere you see emptiness, speak fullness. Because when you see death, you speak life. That is why Jesus kept on saying that I will die and resurrect. He had to speak about his resurrection. You would, I would die and resurrect. That is what happened for you. What have you been speaking of yourself? Every temptation, every challenge that's coming after you is asking you a question. What do you see of yourself? That attack of sickness is coming to ask you what do you see of yourself? That fellow is asking you what do you see of yourself? That is why the attack is not the final say. It is what you see. All the challenges of your life only came to ask you a question. The fact that you went for interview and you failed the exam is a question. After you failed, what do you say of yourself? It is what you say that will determine what will come. The most powerful tool you ever had is that small tongue. If you let the devil take charge of your tongue, he has conquered you. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, Let the weak say, I am strong. He said, When men are cast and saying we are cast down, you say there is a lifting up. Never accept what you are going through. Never. Never open your mouth to say the economy is hard. Never. Because you are not run by the economy of Ghana. The Bible said you are citizens together with Jesus in heaven. The ambassador of America is in Ghana, but he does not function by the laws of Ghana. So the Bible says we are the ambassadors of Christ here on earth. So when Ghanaians are saying life is hard, those working in the embassy of America, they don't say that. Because Ghana does not take care of them. They are taken care of by the president of America. So when the Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ here on earth, that means that we are here to represent him, but our salary comes from heaven. Yeah. So we don't speak like men who are citizens of this world. Life is equal to tapping into the intelligence of God and speaking it. That means if I can see how God has named my destiny and I speak it, that is it. The first thing said serpent asks the woman, what has God said? That means the God I know that I have been dealing with from time eternity, there is only one thing that governs his life is worse. So if you tell me that God made you, there must be something he has told you. Sir, if you tell me that Jesus has brought you into himself, there must be something he has told you. And you, this, every question life is asking you, is waiting for you to produce that which he has told you. When sickness comes, he wants to hear from your mouth what Jesus told you when he opened up and brought you in. When poverty comes, he wants wants that thing to come out of your mouth. When death comes, he wants that thing to come out of your mouth. And not until you produce it, it will ship you. Anytime Satan shows up, you must know what to say. Listen, Adam was operating in another realm that is unexplainable. So God didn't have to give him a book he knew what was in the mind of God and he began to declare it but you see something happened to us so God knew that if he should allow us to tap into his mind we will fail all the tests so he gave us a book so when God, Jesus as a second Adam also came he also quoted from the book to tell us that even if you can't hear God directly, quote what is in the book <laughs> When people come back and say, this morning God spoke to me. This morning God told, God visited me in my room. That's powerful. God does that. But even if you don't get it, sir, we sell his book outside. Go and buy some. Go and buy some. Open one chapter. me to God spoke to me today. There are those God has opened their spiritual ears. They hear. It's true. They hear. When he speaks. But me, if God has not opened, sir, he has written something. And when he himself came down, he quoted from what he has written. So what he has written is not lesser than what he speaks now. If I can spend time on what he has written, it's called, in fact, whatever he will speak now is in the confinement of what he has written. (laughs) He will never go beyond what he has written to tell you anything. That's why if somebody comes to tell you that God told me this and that, you must cross-check it from what he has written. We think that we are we are less spiritual if our revelations come from scriptures. So that we don't we don't have this speciality of God visiting you life, so he tells you certain things, because of that you are not deep. Sir, scripture must conform to what the Spirit is saying. And what the Spirit is saying must conform to what the Father is saying. It must be one. So if you pay scripture, it's the same as when the Spirit comes to speak to you. When God gives you his word, he has finished with your sources. When God gives you his word, he has finished with your prosperity. There are many of us crying on God, calling on God, God, why are you letting me feel? It's not God, he gave you a word. You have allowed the word to slip out of your mouth. You have allowed the word to slip out of your meditation. And you have allowed the word to slip out of your way of life. You are the own engineer of your sources. You are the own engineer of your prosperity. He said that number one, don't let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. means I'm your words with my book. So you don't just rise up and say this person provoked me so I said this. Everything you say must be governed from the book. Listen you are wasting your life trying to think about everything around your world. The Bible said if you can meditate on God's word day and night you will have a good sources and prosperity will come. If you are poor you are the reason. I made a vow to myself that this year is the, the agenda of God's word. No extreme increase until I am conscious of what I'm saying and I'm conscious of what I'm thinking about and I'm conscious of what I'm doing. Whatever I'm doing must contribute to a extreme increase. You don't just join us and be shouting, I, I will increase extremely, I will increase extremely. Extreme. No, what you are doing will affect it. And what you are doing must be the word. You must work the word. The word of God is not for excitement. The word of God is not for quoting. It's not even for memory. It's for action. It must be done. Give and it shall be given unto you. That word is a command. Anytime it, comes, it has to do with giving to you, you must give first. Well, this year, don't just talk about love. Work it. Don't just talk about God want us to be united. Work it out. We are not talking about giving. Just talking. Sick, You work it. You work it. I will remain a mystery till, t- till tomorrow because I know how to work out the command called giving. I know how to work it. No money is saved in my hands. You will go because I've declared to myself I am still in the sowing season. From now till till I am, a, I am a giver. I'm working the word. Working it out. You must work the word of love till they all call you mad. For you, there will be a But you are working the word. Can't you move? Are you not a man? No, I'm working the word. They are cheating you in the office. You to steal something. No, I'm working the word. Church starts at 7. You are here at 6 a.m. Are you the owner of the church? Did you die for the church? I'm working. Every word you refuse to work. It Something out of your life, the wholeness of your life is connected to you working out the word in his wholeness. If I will forget anything, I won't forget the commands of our God. Go into the world and preach. A week will not come to an end without me preaching. It's not that I'm doing Jesus a favor to be to walk a pure and uh, to live a pure life or to live a holy life. I'm not doing Jesus a favor, it's a command. I must do it, I must work it. That's the only way I'll see success in my ministry. I can't just rise up in the morning and begin to talk about eh, I can sleep with any woman and be fine. No, something will leave me. Don't console yourself. You yourself know that you are only putting burden on pastors. You know where you fell. That problem you took on yourself, you know where you fell. You can't be secretly smoking and drinking and going for wild parties and expect all of God's glory. No, there is a glory that is responsible for living a pure life. Not until you live the pure life, that glory will not come. Don't come and stress us. If God tells you that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. It works. Continue to cause confusion everywhere you go to. Your life will be stranded. It will get to a point. You will not find the identity of God over your life. Don't just be a reader of the word. Be a practitioner. Let us see practically a man demonstrating God's word daily. Somebody can look at your life and say this is an epistle of God's God's word. When you rise up and give your life to autopilot, you can never work the word. But it's not a careful observation. A phone call is coming. I must first be conscious of who I am before I pick the call, so that whatever is coming forth, I must know who I should be. You don't let people corrupt you, you change atmospheres by who you are. The fact that somebody insulted you does not mean it should turn you into an insulter. Blessed is the man that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. Do you know who the ungodly is? Somebody who is consciously, practically living life, but there is no God factor in their lives. They are in church but there is nothing godlike around the way they live. He said, withdraw. And he said that, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor in the seats of the scornful when you meet people mocking things that are higher than them. He said, you're already blessed if you walk away. He said, but his delight is in the law. Of the Lord. That means anybody that is whose delight is in the word of the Lord, number one, does not move with ungodly people. Number two, does not stand in the way of sinners. Number three, does not sit in the seat of the scornful. It means that if you walk with these people, you can't have delight in the word. If you have delight in the word, you can't walk with these people. You can't tell me that you are working in the council of these people and you still love the word of God. No. The moment you start delighting in the word of God, it pulls you out of certain things. No matter who calls you a friend, you can't call the person a friend. Because of the things you are meditating about, you easily see the light of their lives. Their lives easily become revealed to you. You can speak to somebody for two minutes and know where he's coming from. Because of how your heart is burning with the word of God. You speak with the person for two minutes, you know that this person's heart is captured by Satan. My job is to preach to the person and walk away. I can't call this person my best friend. Don't be deceived. Right now, we describe church as building so anybody can enter. Even the puppet is no more safe. Anybody can hold a microphone. So not everybody with a microphone is godly. Jesus chose 12. One of them was Satan. So not every shepherd here is godly. Even though the chief shepherd is Godly, <laughs> Don't fill your mind with lust. Don't fill your mind with covetousness. Don't fill your mind with, I want to have a job. Fill your mind with, by Jesus, all things are possible. You have consumed your mind with your desires. Consume your mind with your thoughts. Your desires, it's not the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is that whatsoever ye desire, pray. Anything that controlled your mind. Any thought, any desire, any condition that captured your mind, any battle you were going through in the mind that got you confused, worried, tattered, destroyed, battered. And you didn't know what to do. Most of us, we started a new year, 2022. And what characterized the new year is worry. You have been worrying about things. Today, I attack that spirit of worry and anxiety. And I release you into a life. I said, I release you into a life of meditating on God's word. From today, you shall have delight in the word of God. I said, you shall have delight in the word of God. You shall have delight in the word. somebody celebrate jesus i am i'm extremely careful and cautious this year concerning what should be in your heart i'm extremely careful i will not rush through services because i've realized that people just come to church for all kinds of reasons and over time you realize that they have not been imparted And they have not been changed. This year the word of God will be planted in your heart. I said the word of God will be planted in your heart. And as you work the word. And as you meditate on the word. Success will keep coming without struggle. Somebody lift up your hands and begin to speak in unknown tongues. Speaking unknown tongues wherever you are. Preparing your heart for the word of the Lord. Prepare your heart for the word of the Lord. Prepare your heart for the word of the Lord. Don't be casual about prayer. Close your eyes and speak in unknown tongues. Preparing your heart. Preparing your heart. Lord, plant a seed in me. Plant Plant a seed in me, Lord. Plant a seed in me, Lord. Plant a seed in me, Lord. Go ahead, go ahead. Ask the Lord to plant a seed inside of you. A seed of his word. A seed of his word. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the glory. We need your word to lead. So, Father, make it plain and understandable to us that everyone that lives here will find direction to where they are going in life. I give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Be seated in the heavenly places. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day Shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers? All the commandments which I command thee this day. Somebody say, All scriptures so at that time if Apostle, uh, Moses, prophet Moses was to be in our generation he said all scriptures all the scriptures which God has commanded thee, he said observe to do I've realized that this time the best we do with scriptures is to clap to it shout to it and tongues around it, quote it memorize it and that ends it. But he said, observe to do it. Observe to do it. Number one, that ye may live. You know, this week I've been sitting on this scripture for a while. Do the word. So that you will live. People don't go. Life and death is connected to something. When Jesus was saying that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, he was not just talking about our um life as in your career life or or just a marital life or something. No, that was what he was talking about. He was talking about your existence as a whole. As a whole, anybody that is walking outside of the word of God does not have the hope of life tomorrow. It takes just mercy for you to see tomorrow if you are not working a particular word of God around you. He said number one, that you believe. That means there are people who broke the word and they died. There are those who broke the word of the Lord, resisted his commandments and they died. And the Bible said, do this word, do the command, do it. Somebody say do it. I'm emphasizing on this. Because many of us are not doing the word. We are only fulfilling our desires and our lust. That's all we are doing. Sometimes I sit back and I look at the body of Christ as a whole. And clearly you can see a people that are actually living by their own accord and their own will and covering it up with an expectation for God to move that's what is happening in our day and there is no promise God can give you that will work until you submit yourself to his lordship by obeying every word that he has spoken he said observe to do it that you may live and what is the next thing that you will multiply you will multiply Extreme increase that you will multiply. So number one, it gives you life. Number two, it brings you increase. It said that you will go in. It gives you access. Then the final thing you possess, the land. It gives you inheritance. The word of God. The word of God. Never live a casual life. You pay for it. Never live by your own lust and will. Your life will pay for it. This is a year that every one of us must be conscious of working out the word of God. You see, they were about to enter the land of Canaan. And God was ready to fulfill his promise for their lives. And when you read the whole chapter of Deuteronomy 8, you realize that God was worried And the condition was simple. Do my word. Because you are about to enter into multiplication. So I'm telling you the condition around increase. The condition around blessings. The condition around possessing the lamb. The condition. They were about to enter into Canaan. And then Moses stopped them and told them that. Hear the word of the Lord. This is the condition to possessing that which God has promised you. There are many of us here, I bet you, if you go to heaven now, even heaven bears witness that this year is your year of increase. If you access heaven now, this is the year that everything you have been looking for must come in abundance. But you see, the condition have not changed. Before God gives you something, he must make sure that he can control it. Otherwise, it may never come. Many of us have been looking out for things from the Lord, yet we reject a very powerful aspect of God that has not changed. He said, we're about to multiply but watch this. My word. He continued by telling them something. Verse 2, quickly. Verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee, these 40 years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee to was in thy heart whether thou would just keep his commandments or no that means for 40 years God was testing their heart if these people if I give them payment would they still keep my word so sometimes if God wants to give you a marriage he can delay for 10 years if when that marriage comes he will be proving your heart will you be able to keep his word if that marriage comes will you keep his word if you get that political appointment? Will you keep his word if you get that job? Will you keep his word if you get that visa? Will you keep his word if he anoints you as the prophet you want to be? Will you still keep his word? He said for 40 years God was trying their heart because very soon they will assess Canaan they have been slaves for 430 years but very soon they are about to possess their own land that land is flowing with milk that land is flowing with honey that land is a wealthy land it's a rich land but god was not in a haste to deliver the land to them he was testing their heart if they will be faithful enough that when they come to the place of abundance they will still keep his word the question this morning to you is simple will your heart still run after jesus if you get all that you have, you need if he gives you everything that you are looking for even in abundance will your heart still go for him? will you still be that submissive believer that you should be? have you not realized that you are so proud because of the fact that you can take care of yourself? have you not realized that? that you were humble until a certain opportunity came? have you not realized? and sometimes God will take us through the process of tests and proving that our heart will be opened up to him. So somebody can sit that and say, nobody takes care of me. That was when you expose your heart to the Lord. And you can't, can't take care of You can't do this. That is an open heart to the Lord. And that is that heart is the reason why he will be careful to open up the channel of extreme increase. That heart. If we don't understand this mystery about God, some of us will shout extreme increase to 31st December and may never have it. He said that he proved them for 40 years to know their heart. If they will keep his commandments or they will not. I pray for somebody here. Receive the grace for your heart to run after God. I said receive the grace for your heart to run after God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, there is a condition about God. The anointed must still obey Him. The unanointed must still obey The rich must obey. The poor must obey. When it comes to obeying the voice of God, everybody is not exempted. He will test your heart. He, in fact, our walk with Him right now is a testing walk. He's testing everybody's heart. He's testing everybody's heart. Will you still submit yourself if he finishes with you. Will you? Or this beginner with you has changed your heart altogether. Just the beginner. There are some of you, God's plan is to make you a millionaire in dollars. He started with a millionaire in cities. And suddenly, your heart changed. So some of you failed at the starting point. Most of us. A pastor, he wants to give you 100,000 congregation. He gave you 500, you change your work. You stop reading Bible. You look at a certain quotation, you say, this is not mine. This is for the members. <laughs> for me, humility is not a command for me. It's an, it's an opinion. You start to talk anyhow. That is how you end with the beginning. I'm telling you a mystery. I'm telling you a mystery. Many people are not going anywhere because they have filled the test of their heart with God. When I looked at this, I said, "God, So you were just frustrating them for 40 years in the wilderness just to prove their heart that if they access the land, they will still obey your word. That is how serious God is around his word. He has exalted his word above his own name. People of God, the Matthew you see, it is the heart of God. When you pick up the book of Matthew and you are reading, you are reading the heart of God. When you pick up John, you are reading it. It's a heartbeat of God. Anybody that breaks it is breaking his heart. That's why in the book of John, Jesus said that he that loved me will keep my word. To a point that he equates your love to your obedience to his word. Am I speaking to a church here? From the beginning of the year, I'm going to the foundation of Christianity so that we all get it right and start to journey with God. Verse 3, let's go ahead. Verse 3, can we read together? I want to go. And thou shalt remember and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man do not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. what man would. Leave. Verse 4. Thy raiment was not old upon thee. Neither did thy foes swell these 40 years. Thou shalt also consider in thy heart that as the man chastened his son, so the Lord thy God chastened thee. Mm-hmm. Verse six, One to go. Therefore, Thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. He he gets back and says, Have you realized how God suffered your fathers to hunger? And he didn't even care when they were hungry. Anytime they get angry at him, he gives them manna. And the Bible says that manna was the angel of food, the, the food of angels. So it was not made and fashioned by the system of flesh and blood. It was not the food for flesh. So they will eat and eat and eat and never get satisfied. And they'll be angry with God. They'll be angry with God. We are not getting satisfied. We have had bread. The manna was something like eating um, um, after meal. Are you getting it? Yeah. If you take a, child's, uh, a six-month-old child's food and eat it, do you think you can survive with it for six months? You can't. That was what was happening to them. God was giving them the bread of angels. It is for a celestial body. It's not for a, ter- a terrestrial body. Our flesh will not feel it and be satisfied with it when we eat the food of angels. But God fed them for 40 years to tell them that The agenda was for them to survive on his word, not for them to survive on food. So to God, they didn't eat for 40 years. (laughs) Are you getting me? God had a three-way agenda. They shouldn't change their clothes for 40 years. They shouldn't change their shoes for 40 years. And they they shouldn't also eat for 40 years. That was the agenda. But they didn't get worried. That they didn't have to change their clothes. The Bible said their clothes didn't was old. They passed through the sun for 40 years, yet their clothes remained the same, fresh. They were getting bigger. As they got bigger, their clothes got bigger without any alteration. The Bible said they didn't change their shoe. So as their leg grew, the shoe grew. that God was also telling them that if you can trust me for an unchanged cloth, and trust me for an unchanged shoe, trust me for an empty stomach for 40 years. Trust me. And he said he did that so they would know that their life is not dependent on food. Their life is dependent on the word of God. God was trying them. God was testing them. Do you know that God can speak from heaven that Elvis don't survive on food for two years and by that word, by that word, by that word I won't drink water, I won't eat food but I'll be nicer than you. We must come to that fate. We must come. I remember when my mother's sickness became so frustrating that no hospital could handle it. One time I stood before her and I made, I tended a declaration that from today, if you drink medicine, be more sick. If you don't drink medicine, be well. And from that day, anytime she takes her medicine, she'll be dying. So, out of fear of dying, she stopped taking the medicine. And when she stopped taking the medicine, she was fully restored. Listen. There is a way there is a way God can speak to counter natural conditions. This year may God's word keep you running. I said may God's word keep you surviving. May God's word keep you increasing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He said because of that the agenda was simple that we will fear him and keep his commandment. Can you continue for me? Quickly, quickly. Can you read one to go thy God bringeth thee into the, you, listen, do you see why he used 40 years training to, for, he trained them for 40 years to depend on his word, now he's coming to tell you why he wants them to depend on his word, 40 years to depend on his word for this, now shout it loud and clear, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, somebody say a good land, My God, God is taking you to a good marriage. God is taking you into a good life. God is taking you into a good season. Somebody shout, I receive it. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. But everything good that God gives must be governed by his word. So he doesn't mind training you for 15 years to depend on his word. Just to let you step into a good job. God doesn't mind sometimes he can train you for 20 years to depend on his word then he puts you into a good ministry why? because when you get there money must not control you fame must not control you I am I am People calling you, lifting you, promoting, must not control you. It is His word that must control you. So sometimes, He will take you through the training of depending on His word for years before He puts you into something. Most of you that are calling out on God and saying, God, you have rejected me. It's not a rejection, it's a training session. And the training session is for one agenda so that you can depend wholly on His word. He said, because I'm about to bring you into a good land. A land of brooks and of water and of fountains and depths that that spring out of the valleys and hills. My God. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of oil, olive and honey. My God. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. My God, you are entering into a season. Oh. When thou hast eaten and full, food, thou, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Verse 11. Beware. Somebody shout. Beware. Yeah. That thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Mm. Lest when thou hast eaten and had food and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, mm. and when thy hairs and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all thou hast is multiplied. The way your car bank accounts will multiply, and your eco bank will multiply. Am I here with the church at all? Your fidelity accounts will be multiplied. He said, then thy heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage, my God. He said that, he said you are about to experience a certain multiplication. It is a quantum lift. Listen, this is what it means. It means that somebody whose salary is about 500 CD in the year of extreme increase can land himself something and shift him to 10,000 souls. He said, when you get to that point, I am busily training you because when you get to that point and you are building goodly houses and you are eating and you are satisfied and oil is flowing and honey is flowing, he said the temptation is that you might forget. So God has to make a way to train you to a point that your blessings and your multiplication cannot swallow up your conviction about his word. So there is there is a season that God takes you to. And sometimes if you don't understand the season you may think that he hates you. That is what many people call delay. And if you don't learn it early he will keep delaying you. Because he must take you to a point where you build so much conviction that both prosperity and challenges cannot change your faith in his word. That is where he's taking you to. That's where he's taking you to. That all of your heart captures his word to a point that you are in for him. That nothing affects your heart for his word. He said it is easy to forget him. It is easy to forget him when things are going well. The reason why I'm laying this foundation of the word of God and obeying the word of God as early as January is because of what he's about to do for some people in this year. It's so easy to forget him. So easy to stop coming to church when you start working. It's so easy that when you get the hope that every man's money will come to you, you forget that is you have to honor him and serve him so he builds something in your heart he keeps building it in your heart to a point that private judge can't change it a dollar accounts can't change it you do your wedding on saturday sunday you are still serving him because there is something in your heart there's something inside the heart so that you have you have been built in the heart Conviction is built so much that somebody tells you that I'm taking you to Dubai for holidays and it clashes with the conference. You tell the person I choose a conference. I choose a conference. I choose a conference. Because there is something in my heart that is higher than everything that has come around. All the things God will ever give you will come around. Then he plants his word only in your heart. But when he doesn't take care and there is nothing in your heart. When the things come around, it will enter your heart. In the moment it enters your heart, it will delete him from you. So he fills your heart with all of his word. So that everything that comes around, the ones that must remain in your pocket, remain in your pocket. The one that must remain in your kitchen, remains in your kitchen. The one that must remain in your office, remains in your office. But if those things that must be in your office enter your heart, that's a problem. That's a problem. Your car key... The best, the best place as far as your car key must go must be on your belt. If it enters your heart, there is trouble. There are some of you when you wake up, the first thing you go and check is if your car is fine. It has already entered your heart. But there is only one thing that must be at the center of your heart. That is God and all that He has said. Then everything remains outside your heart. It is that point He is taking us. So that, you see, you turn your back and you are sitting on a one million dollar contract but it doesn't affect your evening services it doesn't affect your morning devotion it doesn't affect your fasting life it doesn't at all to a point that you can eat anywhere in this world yet it doesn't affect your fasting life (laughs) am I talking to a church here? that is where we are going so there will be so many wealthy people yet the heart is sold out to you God. Can, you can buy every clothes that you want. But you see, you have learned the word. The word is inside your heart to tell you that everything can be done but not all things are lawful. So you can buy it. There are some people, the only reason why they are holy is that they don't have the money to be dirty. The day the money comes, you will see you will see real sin. <laughs> that some people they don't they don't have what it takes to sponsor their sin. <laughs> if the money starts coming, that's where you know he's a good sinner. <laughs> but I say there is a way God can work something in your heart. There is a way. That's all God is doing. That's all God is doing so that. At every point in time, He is in your heart. And everything He brings to you is outside. Last time I told you, one of the people that I admire the most in life are people who have seen everything and still love God. I admire them. They have subjected themselves under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit till He has drained everything away. He said He did that for 40 years so that when He takes them to the land, that they build good houses and they are eating and they are full. They will not forget it. God's greatest pain is when he answers our prayer and the answers come to shift our heart from Him. He remembers when we were lying down flat on the altar until he heard us and suddenly we turned it from here to nightclub. He remembered when every single prayer meeting you are in, to what you are looking for came. And suddenly you knew how to join to friends. And be at every party. He knows it. When you were looking for admission. And you were crying to him. Until you got it and entered into Lagos, Gain was and forgot that there is a God. That is existing, That is why he is taking his time until your heart begins to delight in the word of the living God I pray that your heart your heart do you know why the world is corrupt? because our heart loves other things more than God and that is oppression going on right now right now it's, God, is, God is operating on our heart God is working on people's heart. That's the project for 2022. God is working on people's hearts worldwide. Worldwide. Until we begin to see him higher than everything here on earth. Grace Mountain. Our greatest breakthrough will be that there will be billionaires yet they sweep the church. Mm. Mm. Billionaires walking on the street preaching the gospel. My God. Wealthy people doing 30 days fasting. There are some people, the only reason why we fast is because there is no money to chop. But when the grace of the Lord comes upon our heart. It was when Jesus died, that we realized that there was a certain Joseph of Arimathea. So wealthy, yet secretly following the ministry. Following the ministry. His heart. His heart. Was after Jesus. That is where God wants us to go to get to. Whereby every fiber of ours is for him. When you read the verse 17 and 18 downwards, you will love it. 17. Go to the verse 17. Can we read one to go? And thou say in thy heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. I'm speaking to the next billionaire in this house. May you not forget God. I said, may you not forget God. And may you never come to a place where you say, I. I. When his word fills your heart, it deletes the word I from you. And all that you see is only Jesus. You know that you are lifted because of him. Then the verse 18. For it is the Lord that giveth thee what power? Oh, shout it loud and clear. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which He swore unto your fathers, as it is this day. Verse 19, quickly, quickly. And it shall be if thou do it do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely what? Perish. Uh Verse 20. Now shout this loud and clear. Verse 20. Verse 21 to go. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before thee, so shall ye perish because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God you will not be obedient that's the whole agenda that's the whole agenda you will not be obedient to the voice of the Lord that's all that God is seeking to have a people that submit to his voice that there is no when it comes to his voice we don't have a boss, we don't have a servant all of us submit to his voice. Every one of us becoming doers of God's word. All of us. All of us. You don't read Bible for reading sake. You read to do it. Until you begin to have the experience of a man like David. Thy word might hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I'm a king seated on the tree. I have everybody at my beck and call. I have the gold. I have the silver. The only thing to keep me from sinning is that I keep your word. I hide it. I hide it deep within me. The reason why God wants his word to take over your heart is because no matter what he will fulfill this promise of blessing you but when you get blessed the only thing that will save you from sinning it's when his heart, your heart contains his word. You hide it. it. Is somebody here with me. You hide it. There are many of us going through all kinds of sins. Because you thought that when you get what you are looking for, you, that thing will sponsor righteousness. No. There is only one thing that sponsors righteousness. The word of God. So somebody will tell you, that if, if God do this for me, this is the reason why I'm sinning. No, the reason why you are sinning is not because you are poor. The reason why you are sinning is because you have not kept the word in your heart. So there are some people who feel that if God answers them and they get what they are looking for, then they'll be right with God. That's a lie. Sometimes when you get what you are looking for, you become a worse sinner. When they're becoming worse, I'm telling you, the more you get anointed, the more sometimes you become prayerless. The more God begins to settle, that's, that's an experience. The more God begins to settle you in ministry, the more you relax in fasting. If you, if God helps you and drops a little oil on you, and you know that at the moment you hold the microphone, some things will be coming. That is how come you can sleep a whole week, then get about 30 minutes, be look through, prepare some message, then come and stand because you, you think you are skillful. So sometimes breakthrough sponsors more evil than we think so in in rising in life the only thing that can save you is when you hide the word in your heart ha if not you say why you say why the most corrupt place in this world right now the church is competing with the world yeah because sometimes we get so much of what we are looking for that we begin to relax on the agenda and the journey that we are running. That is the journey of purity and righteousness that we are running with God. There is a way you can hold the microphone the spirit will come upon you and you slept with the girl but yet you to start prophesying. Do you know any time you say God use me eh? you are you are entering into a, a very dangerous agreement that you have no idea he can use you in your evil because he's using you to run his agenda because you presented yourself and said "God, use me right now if you come to me and tell me use me i can use you in your imperfection to get something i'm looking for that's why he said on the last day they'll say did we not use your name to prophesy i said i didn't know I only used you. Good. Good. I only used you. So the most dangerous place to be is the place of blessing. Many people get there in the form. they that form. I'm telling you. Many church leaders don't pray anymore. Because we have the skill to sustain services. There are pastors who are doing 14 days, 21 days fasting with the church. They don't do it. They themselves are not doing it. Yeah, I can boldly tell you that those who stand on puppet and say, Stop fornicating, eh? <laughs> they are girlfriends who have no idea. When you start getting results, you are treading at a dangerous ground. So, God makes sure that He convicts your heart with His word so much before He lifts you. Anytime I see a genuine lifting of God over a man's life. I've seen somebody who has been proven and tested that God knows that that lifting cannot take over the fulfillment of his word and the practicing of his word in that person's heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Spiritual giftings is not all there is ministry. You must have a word in your heart that you are living by. The most pitiful people in this kingdom are those who who, who stand there and say, is God not using you? He, He will overuse you. But on the final day, you will suffer. I didn't come to sadden your heart. I came to tell you that the first agenda to extreme increase is to hide this word in your heart. For you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Therefore lay aside every sin that easily beset you and every weight that weigh you down. He said run the race. Looking on to Jesus the altar and the finisher of your faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and he said for ye, even you have not strived against sin with your blood he said Jesus fought sin with his blood he said all you need to do is to look up to him and despise the shame and endure the pain in dealing with sin put aside everything that easily beset you he said jesus resisted unto blood dealing with sin he resisted unto blood he said look up to jesus because you are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses any serious believer you don't have to read hebrews chapter 12 from bible it must be in your heart Hebrews chapter 12 is the center of your journey. He said there is a great cloud and when you continue to read, he tells you that you have now been brought to Mount Zion. God is there. Innumerable angels. Saints whose spirit has been perfected. He said even the mediator Jesus is also there. He said that is the place you have come. He said therefore put us. You see, he didn't tell you therefore keep preaching. He said, the first thing he tells you is deal with sin. The cloud of witnesses will not be impressed with your preaching. What preaching will you preach that Apostle Paul didn't preach? What miracle will you work that is higher than the miracle Elijah worked? So the cloud of witnesses, including the angels and God himself, are not impressed with the little things we are doing. They are impressed when we are tempted at all points, yet we do not sin. So Hebrews 12 captures only one thing the subject of sin, and then he breaks the subject of sin that he deals with, he breaks it down in the verse 14 for us. Be at peace with all men. He said, This one, this one, this part of sin, be careful. He didn't <laughs> listen, the great cloud of witnesses. If you walk on water. Jesus will rise up. He said, I also walked. <laughs> if you part the sea into two, Moses will come. If you disappear, Philip will come. So what will you do? If your shadow cast devils, Peter will show up. So what will you do that will impress this man? And the only thing that is captured in Hebrews 12 that is that we should pay attention to is that we should lay aside every sin. Lay it aside. Those are the things that impress those immortals. They have been men before. So they know the very arrows against men. They knew their struggle. The struggle of Elijah was not to call down fire. The struggle was sin. The struggle of Moses was not to command frost to come. The struggle was sin. How that he got angry when he shouldn't get angry. His struggle was sin. So all of them are only impressed by one thing when a certain child of God filled with the Holy Ghost is able to resist sin. And the only example that was given us in that chapter, the example is Jesus. That means all the cloud they have seen before. So he said, Don't look at any of them. Look unto Jesus. He's the only one that resisted sin unto blood. He said, Look at only him. Just look. Look at him. Look at him. Then he said, follow peace. I'm coming to show you the sin you must be careful of. He said, follow peace with all men. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Then verse 15 says, looking diligent. Diligent. He said, observe this diligently. Can we read verse 15? I'm coming to a close one to go. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be what? Defile. So one sin is singled out. The sin of bitterness. He said that looking diligently lest any man fail. There is only one sin that can let you fail in grace. Bitterness. Bitterness. He said, he said Lest any root of bitterness I curse any root of bitterness in your heart. I said, I curse any root of bitterness in your heart. He said, any root of bitterness sprinkle up, trouble you, and thereby many pitiful. Then he compares it to something to Esau. Verse 16 quickly. Read read verse 16 together. want to go. Lest them, oh, read it, read it powerfully. One to go lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one muscle of meat sold his birthright. He said, anybody that entertained the root of bitterness, grace will fail. And any time you fail in grace, you are not different from Esau. Who for one muscle of meat lost his birthright. Do you know the birthright of the, of the body of Christ? you know our birthright? Oh, who can shout it right now? Do you know our birthright? What's your birthright? Your birthright is grace. No other person is enjoying grace like you are. Unbelievers are not enjoying grace. You are. The Bible says that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. Only those that believe in Jesus are enjoying the grace of Jesus. And He's saying that the root of bitterness can let that grace fail. And anytime you become bitter, don't insult Esau. You are his equal to him. Anytime you become bitter about anyone, you are not different from Esau. He said, Esau exchanges birthright with meat. So anytime you say, I will, I will never forgive this person. I will never forgive this person. You are you are like this, or it's like you are, change, you are exchanging meat with a birthright. I will never forgive this person. I will deal with this person. You will deal with who? Anytime you say that you are exchanging that word with your grace. And you know the grace of God. The grace of God is the help of God. So anytime you decide to Punish somebody, God moves away. Then suddenly you are left alone. So all the people that want to deal with you come and deal with you. Am I talking to a church here? The way you are looking at me, same today. (laughs) Am am I here with a church at all? Give the Lord a shout of praise. (laughs) I'm telling you this under no circumstance listen listen unforgiveness is not justifiable in any day telling in your heart i hate this person is not justifiable in any way compared to what you will lose any time you hold on grudge with people you lose god you lose him. You see? I am a very careful of, uh, uh, student of scriptures. I don't just read things to start proclaiming it. I, uh, you see, there are people who want service to be powerful and to sustain. I'm not that kind. I love to fish out what actually God is trying to tell his church. You see, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail. And I will give you the keys of heaven and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be what? (sighs) Then chapter 18 he comes back again and said if anyone offends you go to him. It's not when you offend. If anyone offends you go to him and seek for his forgiveness. Is this reasonable? When he offends you, you go to him and seek for his forgiveness. If he does not agree, take two witnesses or three with you and go and seek for his forgiveness. He said if he does not agree, take the whole church and go and seek for his forgiveness if he does not agree treat him as a publican then he continues to say that whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven the first time he said that he said I will give you the keys is somebody here with me I will give you the keys of heaven whatsoever you bind shall be bound this time he comes here and give us a clue if somebody offends you forgive Bring the church. Ask for forgiveness. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Then in John chapter 20 verse 21 or 22 let's go there. Let's finish reading that place. I need to open your eyes to something. John 20 verse 20 21 can you all read one to go, then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Verse 22, shout aloud and clear. One to go. When he has said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye. Remember, he said, I will give you the keys, and when I give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, you lose in heaven. Now he resurrected and breathed on them and said, receive. So the first one, he promised them a key that he didn't mention the kind of key. But when he resurrected, he came and breathed on them and said, now receive the Holy Spirit. Continue with what he's about. Read what he's about to say next. Mm -hmm. Want to go? Ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever ever sins ye retain, they are retained. Whoever said, Wow, God bless you. Are you getting it now? Receive the Holy Spirit. Anybody's sin you forgive is forgiven, anybody's sin you keep is kept. Whatever you bind on earth. So the binding is not binding demons. It is binding people in your heart. <laughs> give me an out. Give me an out. One to go. The most dangerous human being on earth is the one that has received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so you see, if you are a child of God and you don't hide this word in your heart and you keep on holding people's grudges you are worrying God from forgiving them. And that distressing to heaven's plan can cost you. So when he said I will give you the keys what you bind, he was talking about I'll give you the Holy Spirit from that day whoever sent you remember remember he when they attacked him that you are you are using belzebub he said if you offend me you will, be forgive, you will be forgiven if you offend the father you will be forgiven but if you offend the holy spirit you will not be forgiven so you know how the holy people when people offend the holy spirit you know how they will be forgiven it's when the one the holy spirit is dwelling in decides to forgive they are forgiven in Listen up. in reality, if you offend the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't be forgiven. But the Holy Spirit has borrowed my body. So if you offend Him through me, and I decide to forgive you, He has no option but forgive me. If this word is not in your heart, You will go about attacking people. You will go about saying all sorts of things. And what you will be doing is that very soon you will make the Holy Spirit uncomfortable. The spirit of grace uncomfortable. And you will start to lose grace. Grace will start failing. He will stop working around you. Stop working around you. Till his work ceases around your life. You have no idea the price you are paying for refusing to live a loving life. You have no idea. You have no idea. Listen, if somebody is giving you too much problems, every day you are, the person is getting you angry. The person is doing that. The best thing is that cut relationship with the person. Cut it. Make sure that you, you see there are people who try to attack you, some of you are on Facebook, on Instagram on WhatsApp and people get offended with you and they want to attack you and anytime you read whatever they are written it's getting you angry, block the person love the person cherish the person love the person, if the person is refusing, you block the person so you don't see what the person is saying so you keep your heart am I talking to a church at all? Run away from the things that make you bitter, Because it will cost you. It's a high price we pay for being better every day. This is why many Christians are expecting the blessings of God. It's not coming. Because we are not hiding the word in our heart. If you know what it takes not to forgive. Have you seen the parable of forgiveness? A master forgave a certain servant. The servant went and held on to another and said, I'm taking what's back. He said, go and collect him back. And he punished him that he didn't forgive. He said, so shall it be with this generation. Never allow the word of God to slip from your heart. Never, never. All the witnesses that have surrounded us, they are waiting for people who can love. They are waiting for people who can overcome the temptations of sin. They are waiting for us. That is their pride. That is their pride. And sometimes we become so obsessed. we speaking in tongues. We become so obsessed. That we think that power is to demonstrate gifts. No. Power is to leave the fruit of the spirit: Kindness. Patience. Tolerance. Forgiveness. Love. No. No, if listen, I live a very strange life. If you offend me, I forgive you in the very minute. But if I realize that it's continuous, I separate myself. The day you come, I flow with you. Nothing wrong. But the relationship that we have that makes you keep for offended so that I become better. I cut it off. So I can keep my heart for you all the time. So to keep loving someone, sometimes you must cut off certain excesses. So that you can genuinely keep loving the person. You can genuinely keep loving the person. Don't give yourself away to certain sins. It will cost you. And the best blessing of the word of God is that it manages our heart. Is somebody blessed today? Keep the word in your heart. Forgive your ex. Forgive your ex. I'm telling you, without his disappointment, you won't meet the right man. Forgive forgive. You may never meet the right woman or meet the right man without that early morning text message that destroyed and shattered your heart. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said that if the princes of this world knew they would not have crucified the Lord of Glory. That is, and you see Jesus was so deep in this mystery that whilst he hanged on the cross he sought for forgiveness for them. Because he knew that their disappointment is setting him up as a king of the whole world. He knew. He knew. Forgiveness is a mystery. Walk in it. Walk in it. When the Holy Ghost settles in your heart, one of your biggest assignments in this life is to keep forgiving people. Yeah. Never die with people's grudges in your heart because every day you rise up never think you come back home so forgive before you step up so that if God calls you around the way you go with a pure heart have you seen Jesus didn't die with grudges the bible says when he cried forgive them they know not what they are doing he gave the ghost, gave up the ghost because nobody dies with grudges be at peace with all men without which no man if you die with grudges, where you go to is called the outer darkness. You are not permitted to see the glory. When Stephen was dying, did you see what he did? He prayed. He said, God, forgive them. The moment he prayed the prayer of forgiveness, he died. There are some, there are some people here on the sick bed right now. It's time for them to die, but they have been on oxygen for six months, seven months. God is not taking their spirit. The earth is not receiving them. And they are in the middle. Why? Because before they can see God, they must forgive everybody. But somebody is telling them that a witch is killing them. So even on the sick bed, they are in bitterness with a certain auntie in the village. So God is saying that until you forgive the person, you are not coming. The earth is saying you have finished your (laughs) work. So they are in... They are in serious pain. Heaven is not receiving them. The earth is not receiving them. Because God, will, God wants to see your face. God really wants to see your face. But if you bring this unforgiveness, he can't look at you. So he has to take you to outer darkness. It's not hell. It's outer darkness. Very far from his glory. So he doesn't see your face. He said, "Have you not seen? that forgive us as we forgive. People of God, The sin that was singled out in Hebrews 12 among all other sin was the sin of bitterness. Don't allow the devil to put you through. It doesn't matter what your mother did to you after service, go and call. It doesn't matter what your father has done to you after service, go and call. Somebody will say, my father didn't take care of me. If he had taken care of you he wouldn't have brought you where you are. Whoever took care of you had the capacity to do it. So if you are where you are today, it means your father only didn't have the capacity to do it. If God left you in the hands of your father, you wouldn't have been where you are. You wouldn't. So whoever disappointed you, disappointed you so God's plan can work. When you get angry with the person, you are saying God's plan was not a good one. Every day comes with hurt. That is why every day you must prepare your heart to forgive. Forgive people before they hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody must leave this world with a grudge inside. The only people permitted to leave this world with a grudge inside are those going to hell. They can go with us. But to you who have believed in Jesus and has a place in heaven, you must make sure that you deal with the sin of bitterness. When people send you messages to insult you, turn them back, I forgive you. When somebody is scheming your dismissal at work, keep loving the person. That is why to me, I told you that the day I was preaching on Matthew chapter 5, I told you that Matthew chapter 5 Is the scripture that begins Christianity. If you don't have Matthew chapter 5, you need to have Hebrews 12 to understand the work. But you need Matthew 5 to start it. Pray for those that persecute you. Love those that hate you. That's the whole agenda. Those that revile against you. He said, bless them. Bless them. Bless those that curse you. Bless them. It's beyond human logic. It's foolishness to bless anybody cursing you. But the truth of the matter is that that is the way to sustain grace. If you curse me and I bless you, I increase grace. That curse must pass through grace. To get it. And I don't know the curse on earth that can break the defenses of grace. I don't know. Even God's own curse, the blood of grace erased it. You that you have, you don't even have doctrine in. God, not poor curse is broken, you don't have doctrine in languages. You are coming to curse me. There is no curse grace cannot handle from today you are released to a life of forgiveness, a life of peace. I said you are released into a life of glory, a life of forgiveness. Am I talking to a church here at all? Lift up your hands, begin to speak in unknown tongues. Lord, let your word work in my heart. Let your word work in my heart. Let your word work in my heart. Let your word work. It's not worth it to keep fighting. Let your word work. Let your word work. Let your word work. Now begin to mention names. I forgive this person. I forgive this one. I forgive you. There is no grudge at all. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Hide this word in your heart because of the extreme increase about to hit your life. Keep declaring it. I forgive you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you
3: for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajuman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost, with accompanying signs, wonders and uncommon miracles he's the head pastor of grace mountain ministry located at seven days junction off the Achimota of angkor barrier Accra. you can follow the ministry of pastor elvis ajiman on any of his social media handles at pastor ajiman elvis or grace mountain ministries or you can call us on zero five five two five zero four zero eight five or zero five four eight zero zero three 360. God richly bless you.